Blondes podcast. You're listening to your host Laura Jane Parker and I'm Alana Parker and we are here to recap every episode of Ali McBeal through 2018 eyes. You know how it works. <laughs> and if you don't, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been? Why are you not listening to us? Yeah. Surely you know the deal by now. So, so today, this, this week, this week, this fortnight, we're listening to uh, season one, episode 13 of Ali McBeal, uh, called The Blame Game. The Blame Game. The game where we all blame, blame people. Game. What's da. that? It's Kanye West. Um, oh, right, yeah, so, sure. <laughs> you're like, yeah, sure. I'm down with the kids. No, I didn't, it, just, it didn't sound... I mean, you're not Kanye West. <laughs> No shit. So, <laughs> the Blame Game first aired 19th of January 1998. January. We interrupt this program for Eleanor's cultural stuff. Brought to you by the 90s. The decade more problematic than it looks. In the US, the number one single was Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. Oh, I love Savage uh, Garden. Although, I have to say, I prefer Fly You to the Moon and Back more than that. But, not the slow version, the dance remix they used to play on 2CRFM, where we grew up. I don't remember that. Like, oh, I will fly you to the moon and back if you be, if you be the <laughs> no. They always used to play the upbeat version. It's so much. But upbeat I, version. It was, it was like years before I realised the original version was slow. Because two CR really? always played the like remix. Remix. But it doesn't sound like a remix. You know, like some dance remixes can just be really annoying. Dance, yeah. Um, it was just like a good song, a good version of the song. Yeah, okay. I and don't I've, that. I've been trying to find it for years and still can't find it. Two CR remix. Well, I don't think they remixed it. I just think they played it <laughs> because it's better. But only on two CR. Anyway, so Sorry. I think it was the slow version of Truly Magic Deeply. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't any. Dance version of Truly Madly Deeply. There was! What's that? 2CR used to play it instead no, of the slow one. No, but you're talking about Flying Into the Moon and Back. Oh, yeah, sorry. I just, <laughs> I just really like, like that song. This is what I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I don't know if there was a dance remix of Truly Madly Deeply, but who cares? <laughs> the number one single was Oasis All Around the World oh no I prefer Savage Garden All Around the World did you know that in East London there is a, a road name called Savage Gardens is there yeah because it was near Incredible. where our brother went to university okay. I took a picture and I was like this is amazing that is amazing okay so on on British TV on the 26th of January 98 there was a British soap first um, the ooh, first... Ooh, can what? I guess? Okay, go on. Gay Kiss? No. Oh. It was the it, it was the first trans... Uh, oh, you've <laughs> done it now. <laughs> <laughs> you've really done it now. <laughs> Too late, you've had your one guess, that's all you get. <laughs> it was the first transgender character of Hayley on Coronation Street oh. was sort of debuted. Of course. <laughs> 
her as a character. I didn't. I watch never Coronation really Street watched much, Coronation yeah. Street. Yeah, she so. came across as a good portrayal. Yes. So on the fifteenth of January ninety eight, Louis Theroux's Weird Weekend started on BBC Two. Yes. Great Wasn't series. that his first big major TV series? I don't know. I think it might have been. And on US TV, twentieth of January ninety eight. Dawson Creek starts. Dawson's Creek. The Creek Dawson's of Dawson. Dawson's Creek starts. Not Dawson Creek. I don't know why I didn't. Savage Gardens. <laughs> I'm getting very confused. I love Dawson's Creek. Da, 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 da. Oh, so good. I don't want to wait. Oh, I really didn't want to wait. Okay. Ah, oh, that's so there nice we go. bit of nostalgia. <laughs> Over. We need to get like a jingle for you for this segment. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes. We'll sort that we'll out. Work if that anyone out. wants to send us one, that would be Okay, so let's get into who's blaming who in this game. The blame game. Okay, so first scene, we're on a plane. <laughs> like you've just literally written, on a plane. <laughs> Georgia are sat next to a uh, a man that we don't know. No. Um, they're in like a row with him. Yeah, against the yeah. the uh, window. And Ali's complaining because she's like, I really hate flying coach. And I'm like, dude, I've literally never flown anything. Other yeah, than exactly. And she seems to be complaining because she's next to... The guy that she's next to is a larger gentleman. So she seems to be, like, annoyed that she's having to sit next to him. And George is offering to switch seats. Which is a general, like, that happens an awful lot if you're a fat person. Yeah. Like, people being deeply pissed Offended off that you happen to be near be them. next to them. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I just didn't enjoy that bit. It's rude. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's like right in front of him as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really just shit. rude. So yeah. it turns out, like, they're um, flying for some sort of client-based reason because she's saying, you know, the client's paying, so we should be flying first class. Um, and Georgia said, well, but it's actually Richard paying yeah. because the client is paying yeah, us. So he will so, put us in the cheap seats. Yeah. Um, and then there's, like, this bout of turbulence that's like Ooh. yeah like yeah. The, the the camera shakes to yeah. show yeah. you that the, the plane is shaking and their their captain comes over the uh, tannoy saying oh we're sorry for the bumpiness we have a problem with one of our engines and I was like who <laughs> said that <laughs> like it will be corrected momentarily and I'm like how with like the magical like fairies that go outside and work on the engine in the middle of the sky like this is insane and it's like there's no reason to be alarmed and what the hell it's like (laughs) like, the worst thing you want to ever hear a pilot say over a tannoy I mean this was the point where I'm like this I no. don't think this is yeah. real. Yeah. Because, yes. Uh, there's no way a captain Good would spot. ever say that. <laughs> but there's basically a lot of bumping, blah, 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 blah. Lots of turbulence, the, really bad. The tro- the masks come down, the trolley goes flying, and then you get like this wind machine being put in their hair. Everyone's screaming. And the camera angle shifts to show as though the plane is going down. Yeah. And then suddenly Ali wakes up because it's a nightmare. As we've noticed, the captain would never go, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) And he probably also wouldn't be like, oh, we're just going to fix the engine in the sky. (laughs) Because that doesn't happen. And he probably actually wouldn't even say there was a problem with the engine. Yeah, I mean, way to cause a mass panic. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Anyway, she had a nightmare and Renee, like, runs in. And I have to say, like, until, if you, like, discount the fact that 
all the captain stuff was completely ridiculous. Like, yeah. a plane crash is, like, terrifying yes. to me as a concept. Yes. Like, and so I can see why you'd wake up in, like, yeah. a cold sweat. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, so Ali's like, oh, my God, dream, plane, crash. Like, she can't even speak. Yeah, she's, she's saying, really traumatised. Yeah. yeah. And Renee's like, it's all right, calm down. She comes and sort of sits on her bed, like, next to Ali and is, like... Calming her down. You know, she's it's, really it's not... Yeah, and, and Ali's just like, it felt so real. And she's just like... Renee says, well, you're just nervous because there's a trial about to start. Yeah. And and she's just like, oh, my God, it was a horrible way to go. And, and, and Renee's like, oh, so it actually crashed. And, she, and, and Ali goes, yeah, we were in water. And somehow I survived because I floated to the top in a seat. But Georgia... She didn't make it. And Renee's like, Georgia didn't survive. And Ali's like, no. And Renee's like, dead. And Ali's like, yeah. And then Renee just bursts out laughing because she's like, this is ridiculous. And Ali gets annoyed because she's like, it isn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> and Ali's like, she got her head chopped right off. And, and Renee just laughs again. Yeah, it's just hysterical. But I can little bit unfair of Renee because I know what you know most people know what it's like to have oh, a terrifying yeah, dream. Yeah, it can feel completely real. I'm sorry if you dreamt someone's head getting chops off like that's traumatizing yeah. whether it happened or not. It is. I think it's one of those things that most people yeah when they first wake up are not going to see the humor. No. It's it's only maybe the next day when they're, they're sort of out and about and they're like oh god that what a funny thing to dream. Like I how think it's a bit much to just laugh in someone's face the second they wake up though. <laughs> Like, she could have been a little bit more sympathetic. But that's not really Renee's, like, MO. She's no. like, real talk rather than sympathy. Which, to be fair, someone like Ali needs real talk more than sympathy. Well, I think Renee just finds it funny because she actually says to Ali, you killed her. So she finds it funny that Ali's subconscious has killed Georgia in yeah. a dream. Like, yes. And I think that's what she finds so hysterical. Yeah, it is funny. Um, but all Ali can say is, you're sick. You're sick, Renee. <laughs> And that's when it cuts to titles. Yes, yes. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of... It was an interesting cold open because it was, like, a completely different situation. Yes. That we're used to seeing them. So it threw everyone, I think, yeah. for a loop as the audience. Yes, definitely, um, definitely. But, yeah. So, when we come back after the theme song, we're in Starbucks again. Yeah. You can tell by the cups and They're the product paper. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Ali's telling Georgia yeah, about she's, the she's clearly, like, had to tell Georgia what happened. Like, and, like get it off her chest. Yeah, and she's like, please don't take it personally. And, and Georgia was like, uh, it's just a dream. It's and she's fine. like, and I'm sure it's just about you're anxious about the trial. Yeah. Like, she's laughing about it. And then as they're talking, they bump into a man and the man goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And that's when we realise, and Ali realises, that the man she's bumped into is Glenn from last from episode. the Cro-Magnon episode. The Big Dong. Big Dong. Big Dong's back in town. <laughs> hasn't left town. Never left. Yeah, because Ali's like, oh, you're still here. You're still in, in the country. country. Yeah. Um, and Ali's really pissed off. Because Glenn basically, I think she's annoyed because Glenn just said what he said to get her into bed is what she's assuming. Yeah, well he turns around and he goes, yeah, something came up and I, I couldn't leave. And she's like, uh, gee. And then he's like, well, well you're, I... you're looking great. And then you have this like gif moment where oh, yeah. she has like a samurai sword and, and she's she, like, like chopping chops him. him. But I don't, pop, I don't. No, I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll see as this episode plays out. But at this point, I was like, I don't really understand why she's 
annoyed because like I my mind wouldn't go to oh he just lied to get me into bed because there'd be a risk there'd obviously be a risk that he'd just bump into her like has just happened yeah yeah I mean I yeah at this point I don't feel Ali has any sort of the reason to be as upset about this as she is. Well, like, it's her guilt over having a one night stand coming out. Yeah, her weird feelings around that. Because I'm like, and so what that. if he did lied? Like, you didn't want to sleep with him more than once anyway. Exactly. Like, yeah. What's like, the problem? What? Why are you? Why are you so upset by this? Yeah. Why are you so angry that you know this is someone you wanted a one night stand with, and he wanted a one night stand with you? Or he didn't, and he was telling the truth, but actually something did come up significantly. Yeah. So at this point, I don't think she's got any right to be yeah. upset the way that it's she just, is. She's so quick to assume that they'd be lying. Yes, yeah. And I just found that strange, because well, yeah. I'm the sort of person that would take what people say at face value, which does get me into trouble sometimes, because I'm like, why would they lie? Yeah. But at this point, I'm just checking. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, because that's the thing. It's like, uh, Ali introduces... Georgia, Georgia to Glenn yeah. um, and he's like oh this is Glenn and um, she's like yes I know at class but Glenn's the one that, that brings up after that that we should go out together we should get together again and yes. Ali's like yeah yeah why don't we and like Glenn's like well I'll call and he was like you, you do that and Glenn's like, okay, bye, and like leaves. And then Ali just goes, he said he was leaving the country. And George was like, bastard. And I'm like, yeah, he did. But he also said something came up, which does happen. And then he could have just left you, but he uh, he's the one who asked you out yeah, again. Yeah, Like he would, didn't have to do that. No, no. And I don't, I don't buy that he'd just do that out of awkwardness. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I, at this point, I don't understand Ali's feelings, her reaction to this. Yeah. Like the the it, I, I do find it really weird. Yeah, it, I would understand it better if she wanted a relationship with him. Yeah, and he kind of blew her off with yeah. a line of "I'm leaving the country." Yeah, and then this happened. But then if but she just that's want... not what happened. No, at all. It, I just find her reaction to this odd. Yes, I agree. So the next scene we get, we're in court, and John is introducing himself to the jury because it the beginning of this trial they've been mentioning and it turns out that the trial essentially involves John, uh, Annie McBeal and Georgia and they're representing the children of a guy who died in the, a crash, a plane crash. So this mm. explains why she had the nightmare. A nightmare, yeah. So they don't know what caused the plane to crash. There's like no, no one's been able to come up with a pinpoint, like a, a, a functional problem with anything. Yeah. But he's using a he sort of gets them to say the doctrine that they'll be relying on is something called res res ipsa loquitur which means the thing speaks for itself and then he gets the jury to like repeat that <laughs> yeah. latin phrase yeah. after him and then the opposing case counsel's like objection like, what are you doing <laughs> and john's like i'm gonna be asking them to use this doctrine i want to make sure they can say it and, and then the judge is like, okay, fine. And then John, John just does one more time. He's like, just to make sure that you didn't just mimic me, think about it for a minute. And then when I point, say it again. <laughs> and then he just takes a moment and then he points and the jury are all like, race ipsa loquitur. And John's like, excellent, this jury believes me. <laughs> yeah, I've got a note here that goes, brainwashing complete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Georgia are kind of smirking but it's actually it's a very clever tactic because yes. you've already that point you're like the jury's like 
under your spell, you know, yeah. you're controlling yeah. them, you can influence them to like do things when you point. Like, yeah, it's yeah. very, I don't know if it would actually work in the real world. Well, yeah, but... sometimes it is that thing of like, I'm like, does this, would this be allowed in a, in a courtroom? I mean, I think I we mean... can take artistic license for yes. a lot of stuff that happens yes, in the I, Yeah, yeah, completely. But I enjoyed it anyway. Yes, definitely. So then yeah. we're back in the office and... Renee is basically making the point that we were just saying, which Renee is like... Renee is always the voice of reason. Yes, she is. And she's like, what is the harm, Ali? The sex was great. You didn't ever expect to see him again. And now you're mad because he didn't call. Yeah. And Ali's all like, it's the principal. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, like, uh, she's she thinks that he used a line... And yeah. she went and she fell, fell for, for it, it, basically. And like, as she's he, saying... He's made a fool out of me. Yeah. Which, Which is ridiculous because you just both got what you wanted and that was that. Does it matter how it happened yeah. if the outcome was what you both wanted? Wanted, yeah, yeah. completely. Anyway, while she's saying that, Glenn comes in and Ali's like, Ooh! <laughs> And then at, uh, Glenn says, oh, Ali, can I, can I speak to you a second? And Renee's like, don't you have a plane to catch? <laughs> but then Renee leaves and um, Glenn basically says to her, it wasn't a line. Like, I was going to leave. Something actually did come up. And, yes. But Annie's really cold. She's like, fine, bygones, door, which I enjoyed. Yes, was like yes. Dismissive. Fine, time. bygones, door. Yeah, I'm going to use that more. <laughs> um, but he, he, he then comes clean about the fact that he, the reason he didn't call is because he, he perceives a, a disconnect between them. Like, he's, she's a lawyer... Mm. And he's like this, I don't know what... He was a snowboarder, snowboarder or something, yeah. and like male model. Like, yeah. he's just like, we just don't have stuff in common. In common. Which I think is probably like... I mean, it's a, a, it's silly because people can find common ground no matter what backgrounds they yes. come from. Yeah. But I can kind of understand where he's coming from. It may feel intimidating to him to be like, I don't think she'd be interested in me. I, what have I got to contribute to the conversation? I'm just feeling like, uh, I don't really think as people we're that compatible yeah but i still found you attractive and you know that's why what happened happened yeah but whilst he's explaining this ali's voiceover is going just give him the chill and (laughs) and then we get like this like fantasy of glenn continuing his spiel but like in a blizzard like like, bustling howling blizzard and ali's like I'm really out of line. Like, <laughs> yeah. like all this snow everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and he basically, during this, he goes, I had this feeling you slept with me because I was leaving the country. I felt like this cheap one night stand. And that's when like the fantasy stuff just like stops. Like, yeah. It's like almost record. I don't know if there's an actual record scratch, but it, because there's no music. Yeah, but it, it just stops. stops. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> And he's just kind of like, well, let's face it. I mean, you could have asked me to stay the night. We made love. Yeah, <laughs> I hate I that know. phrase. Yeah. In the living room. I didn't even see your bedroom. And afterwards, I could read your face. It's time for you to go now. And Ali's like, her mind's blown. She's kind of yeah. like, you didn't call me because you felt like this was a one night yeah. stand. She like just completely failed to see any of this from another person's point of view. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's like, she's like, well, no, that's not what happened. And he's like, well, that's great. Let's go out again. And she's like, sure. And then her voice, he leaves, and her voiceover's like, 
he's tricked me. <laughs> it's like, no, Ali, it's just that other people can feel emotions. <laughs> she looks like, very confused. I just feel like, I was just like, has he tricked you though? I just feel like she's like majorly overthinking this entire yeah, thing. Yeah, at this point. But not from his perspective. No, I think at this point she's really got her knickers in a twist over nothing. nothing yeah. yeah. So then we're at, there's a, well, Ali's in a bathroom. I think it's the courthouse bathroom. I think it not, must be, it's yeah. Not it's not the unisex. Okay, yeah. And Ali comes out of a stall and George's at the sink and she's kind of like, you're going out with him again? And, yeah. um, and Ali says, well, he kind of had a point because if he was boyfriend material, I would have given him the test. <laughs> the boyfriend. I would have held him up to the boyfriend test and which he, he would have, have failed, failed in a second. But because he's leaving, I didn't hold him up to any test, which means he didn't fail any tests. So I slept with him and I'm like, what the hell? What kind of mental hoops are you jumping through here? <laughs> like, you just mad. slept with a guy yeah. and now he wants to go out again. Like, what's the problem? Yeah, like, my God. Yeah, What's really? with all this testing? Like, I... it sounds like a science laboratory. <laughs> Um, oh, anyway, God. so, but yeah. then Georgia says, so aside from the, and then Ali goes, meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which made me laugh. Um, Georgia basically says, how was he? And then yeah. Ali's like, oh, Georgia, believe me, you have no idea. And there's like this beat when Georgia's like, really? And then Ali's like, oh, oh no, no, I didn't mean it. Well, because well, at first, uh, Georgia's like, really? And then it's like a beat and she's just like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. And that's a slight... <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And Ali's like, no, but I don't think she, she definitely didn't mean it. No, that. I don't think she meant it that way. And Georgia kind of laughs it off, and then they get back in. And, yeah. and Ali's like, damn it, like, I shouldn't have, like, God, there's so many, like, things to, like, traps to fall into <laughs> in this relationship with Georgia. It's so difficult. Um, but anyway, then they're in court, and there's a witness describing. Um, he's like the chief investigator. Yeah, he's like some kind of, I don't know, the investigator of what actually happened to this plane. <laughs> yeah. The investigator of airplanes. Um, so um, George is questioning him and he's saying we all we know for sure is that the fuel tank exploded. We don't know what happened. And George is like, will we find out any more in time? And he's like, no, like all of the investigations are in and nothing's concluded. And Georgia like rattles off a bunch of things that we can rule out, so like bomb, lightning and all that. Missile, yeah. Um, so she's like, so basically as the chief investigator, what do you think? happened to bring it down and he's like mechanical failure and then there's uh kind of it's part of the same proceeding yeah the opposing like a, counsel the, are like cross yes um so he's like but you didn't find any mechanical failure did you and he's like no and that you didn't get any evidence of human error no one's been suspended like nothing's been negligent and the witness is like yeah none, none of these things have happened and that's correct and then the opposing counsel says, did you ever claim you were abducted by aliens? And all the way through this questioning, there's like a, a fantasy of this investigator getting smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller on his chair. And his voice getting his higher and higher squeakier. and higher. Yeah. And the, so the witness is like, no, we didn't find anything. Yeah, that's correct. And he's like, did you ever claim you were abducted by aliens? And the witness is like, I had a vivid dream once. I want to put that behind me. I was different then. <laughs> yeah. he's like drinking to a dog. Uh, and, and like, It was Ali. the 80s. <laughs> Ali and Georgia like like proper like face palm. Yeah, they like, like take a moment don't yeah. they, together because basically their witness has just been completely like obliterated, obliterated by because, this questioning. Yeah. Ugh. So they're back at the office and Richard's like, 
they offered zero, as in nothing. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, zero, as in. And he's like, what am I missing? Someone was killed in a plane crash. That's zero. And Ali's like, you, it's really difficult to prove causation. Yeah. Like, you can't blame it on anything. And Richard's like, the plane crashed. It has to be the fault of the airline. Like, what's their defence? And George is like, well, with the law, you have to prove like, yeah. negligence. So Richard's like, don't bring the law. It's yeah. like, in lawyering, Richard, you know, as a lawyer, you should know. <laughs> Which is like, don't bring the law into this. When somebody's dead, there's money. John, speak. <laughs> I, I just, I've actually got a note there. It just goes, ill. Like, I just find that, that, yeah. ugh, when somebody's dead, there's, there's money. money. Yeah. I was just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, and, and John just says, I'm troubled. Yes, yeah, so am I, John, so am I. <laughs> so, yeah, so the next scene, um, Vonda's singing Hooked on a Feeling. So it's like the Vonda version of the song um, in Ali's bedroom. Yeah. And we see the dancing baby, and then the camera pans slowly across because Ali and Glenn are having some sex. Ow, ow. They're having some <laughs> nice, tender. It's not like the epic boxing match that no, we saw before. No. It's like in her bedroom, like yes, it's, uh, yes. you know, nice. Yes. Get the scene, get the sense. Um, and then it kind of, the scene melts into the bar, and Vonda's continuing to sing the song at the piano at the bar mm-hmm. and Renee and Georgia are there and Renee and they're talking about where Ali is because they're like oh she wasn't in the office and Georgia's like no I just left she's not there and Renee's like but she said we'd meet at 6 30 and then suddenly Ali like walks in with her like hair slightly disarrayed and looking a bit flushed and she's like oh I'm really sorry I'm late and Renee's like oh well where were you and Ali's like oh I just you know I had a couple of errands some errands and then Renee or like straight away it's like you've had sex (laughs) your cheeks are all flushed yeah you've got a sexy afterglow and like Elaine's like I can see it too (laughs) yeah and and Ali like there's a gif of Ali's like face going really red yeah she's like like lobster red like she's like this is crazy and and Georgia just leans forward and is like Glenn. And everyone's like <laughs> slack jawed. Like, yeah. like, and then Renee goes, You slut, which I'm like, Don't you slut, Renee? <laughs> I mean, I actually enjoyed that line because of the way she says it. She's like, You slut. Yeah, I know. And I, I she, she absolutely probably did mean it in a kind of a reclaiming the power back. Use yes, of that word. I think so. But, I, but just, I think the thing is, is that only works if the person on the other end is has that same feeling about it. Yeah. And we know Ali does not feel that way. But I also think that's partly why Renee used it to like, because she knows Ali's very prudish. And so she knew that word would get to her. And yeah. she meant it in a teasing kind of way. Yeah. But I do think that's slightly problematic. How you use yeah. That word. Yeah. And, and yeah, so Ali was like, oh, well, he, he just asked me, she's sort of like in confessional mode now, like, yeah, enjoying, I think I'm having yeah. some kind of quarter life crisis. He asked me out for a drink, I met him at home, and, and George was like, face palm. <laughs> but it's that but, thing of like, you think you're having a quarter life crisis because you're having casual sex. Like, it's yeah. really mad. But I also don't like that the attitude generally around the table is like, how could you like, ooh, like clutching pearls rather than like, yeah, get it girl. Like, well done, you know? like she's Good literally, you. she's literally being made or portrayed in the scene as being made red with shame. Like there's yes. a lot of shame yes. that she's taking on. And I know feeling. Renee's trying to 
uh, like neutralize that with humor, but yeah. I don't think that's working. For no, I don't. And think the it other, is. and Georgia's not helping because she's just like face palming, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you did that." And I'm like, yeah. "Why aren't like why can't you just be encouraging and be like, oh, well done?'" Because I think it's that thing of like they too have for some reason bought into this thing of like well, he lied to her about leaving the country and now you've rewarded that with sleeping with him again. It's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, just let them be fuck buddies. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah, like, everyone's <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, but then Billy turns up, which is <laughs> my favourite part of any scene, and says, oh, hey, Ali, where have you been? And Elaine says, out climbing Jack's beanstalk. <laughs> yeah. And Ali's like, ha, 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 ha. She's such a kidder. And then she goes really red again and goes, how about those Celtics? And I find it really funny because Billy is trying to look unbothered, but is very clearly bothered by Elaine's comment. Hilarious. (laughs) But then we go to another scene and like, it's the Cajun fish bathroom and Ali is in there looking in the mirror. And my note is, why is she in the office bathroom? Like all the way from the bar. Could she not have gone to the bathroom in the bar? Like the bar would have had a bathroom. Yeah. But anyway, yes. she's staring in the mirror and her voiceover's going, I don't have any afterglow. That's normal pink. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, John bursts out of a toilet stall he and lands out of on the yeah. floor. Like, yeah. like he's, I don't know, at the Olympics. Or well, something. like he's been like fired out of like, the like cannon like. I'd have to know how they filmed that actually yeah. like what gave him that momentum I wonder whether he had a run up like the stools were right and then he just pulls yeah. in yeah anyway he and then he's like he's on the floor and he says I apologise and Ali's like asking the questions on everyone flips how could you fall like that coming out of a bathroom stool and this is where we get some explanation finally of what John does in the bathroom yeah, as well as taking off his trousers he He says i was hoisting myself doing isometrics i'm prone to evening blood flow droppage isometrics invigorate me the fall was an aberration i'm typically fluid in my dismounts (laughs) and this solves the poll that we had last uh, episode about what is john actually doing in the bathroom or at least it's his explanation whether it's the real explanation well it sounds like he's doing quite a lot like i don't quite understand like how this but isn't isometrics just stretching? I have no idea. I've d- never... I don't know what isometrics are. Like it's not are. gymnastics. That's something different. I don't know. Let's I'm, Google this. Okay. So isometric exercise is a type of strength training in which the joint angle and muscle length do not change during contraction. Isometrics are done in static positions rather than being dynamic through range of motion. So if John is doing isometrics, he's doing it wrong. Because you should be standing still. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. Oh, okay, dear. so... So, so yeah, so then John, the, the kind of conversation shifts, because John says, you know, we're in the throes of scheduling our first date, because this has been going on since Christmas. Oh, like, yeah, The yeah, possibility yeah. of Ali and John going on a date. Um, but John has again kind of put it off at the moment because he says we're in trial and I'd also feel more comfortable if we suspended our plans until you're finished with the well-endowed <laughs> Being the juggalee troubles me. <laughs> um, so we're not going to see Ali and John go on a date this until episode, Glenn sure. has gone for good. Um, so yeah. then John leaves and Billy comes in and then Ali's at the mirror and Billy kind of sort of says hello and then goes past her to go to a stall. And as he opens the stall, he turns around to her and goes, this Glenn guy, is it serious? And Ali's like, what? 
like why what are you like it's like come out of nowhere this yeah question. why are you um, asking me this and billy's like glenn and annie's like no and billy's like are you sleeping with him and annie's like you can't ask that and i'm like yeah exactly you can't ask that billy yeah absolutely and billy like, ali we're friends if you're involved with somebody friends talk about stuff like, like that don't it's throw like, that oh, in there billy fuck off fuck off yeah, I am just like, why, why do you, why should, why do you care? It, it feels to me like he's trying to work out just how jealous he should be. He should be. But also, also, he cares because suddenly she's not pining after him. Yes, yeah, That's why completely. he cares. Yeah, he yeah, likes yeah. to think that that's what's happening. Mm. Um, and so in the end, Ali just shuts it down. She's like, you can't ask me that. It's enough that we have to pee in the same room. You just can't ask me that. And Billy goes, so that's a boundary. And I screamed at the TV. I was like, yes! <laughs> I, and Ali's like, I think it should be. And I was like, of course it Finally. fucking should be. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Yeah, so Billy butthurt. <laughs> Enters. Enters the fray. <laughs> um, so at court the next day, there's another witness on the stand and the opposing counsel is questioning him and they're talking about how they combed through the aircraft like piece by piece. There wasn't anything we could find. There was no faulty wiring. The air conditioning didn't go wrong. Like, And the opposing counsel's like, you sound annoyed. And he's like, well... I think this must be the CEO of the airline. Yeah. Says, um, my people have been blamed for killing people and they didn't. Like, there's no evidence of negligence and we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So then John cross-examines this airline manager and is like, well, when a person chooses their air travel, you know, they probably have various factors to consider. And he's just like, you know, sort of like first class coach. Some people require special meals. And he's like, do any of your customers inquire, will the plane be blowing up? Because <laughs> that could just happen from no fault of anyone. Apparently, anything. like, yeah. in your airline, like, and then which is a, brilliant. Yeah, it is, yeah. There's a new, then there's a new scene, and we're focused in on the TV with Richard on it. And he's yeah. being interviewed, because this is a high-profile case. case. So there's yeah. a lot of press. Uh, attention so Richard's being interviewed by the press with Mike's all around him and he's like this is why I started this firm to answer the call to human anguish to make air travel safer for all people we hear the adage law is business it's not just a business to me or the other attorneys of this firm it's a calling <laughs> and then um, quickly turned that off <laughs> yeah as the as the tv's been running um the cameras pan out and we see that Richard Georgia Annie and Billy are watching it in in, in the office and and Richard the tv goes off and Richard's like this case is putting us on the map win or lose we profit so he's really excited and he's like we will win won't we <laughs> and, he goes, and then he goes deus ex machina machina and I was like lol because then Georgia goes rest ipsa loquitur yeah like, that's what we're dealing with <laughs> not deus ex machina not god from the machine <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> like clearly Richard knows no Latin or legal terms. Um, but um, so one thing I noticed, and that is funny that bit, but after Georgia corrects him, Richard, if you look at his face, looks confused and then he sort of glances at Billy like, is she right? Like, Billy's like <laughs> Billy just sort of like is like nods as if to say, yeah. Yes. Like, so although that's funny that there's that very small moment that kind of Richard looking at Billy to check that what George yeah. said was valid. And yeah. Ali was also in the room. So why ca wh can't you just accept that he's wrong rather than just check with a man? Yeah. He's right. Man, is, is this woman right? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, he, did, he didn't check with Ali that Georgia was right. He checked with Billy. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. he was next to Billy in the room, but I just still was just had a hint of like 
fuck off, bitches. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to run this past a man first. Exactly. <laughs> and it was like, no. Because this happens to me, like, I feel sorry for my husband for mentioning this, but it does happen and it winds me up. Like, if I say something about a situation like, oh, I've checked the shop and... It, they don't have any tuna. Yeah. This is a random situation. Yes, He's yeah. literally never asked me to do that. No, but no, no. he will sometimes, not always, but it annoys me whenever he does, go and check himself yes. before he can just accept that there's no tuna. There's, there's a term for this. So Deborah Francis White of the Guilty Feminist came up with a term for this because it happened so often <laughs> called mansploring. Yes! It's that thing of like, you've gone into a pub and they stopped serving food and you go back and tell the table they stopped <laughs> oh you must be wrong let me just go check and it's like I just asked <laughs> but it's like this like Georgia knows what she's talking about she's just told you the phrase <laughs> yeah. and you have to go and check with another man or look it up like I'm sorry I'm just not able to take your word on this <laughs> it's it really winds me up. You and are but a silly woman. And it's often unconscious by the men that are yeah, doing it yeah. and they don't realise. No, my partner does it as well. But, it, yeah. but what winds me up is not so much when they do it, or that, that is irritating, but when I bring it up and they get defensive about it. I'm like, just accept <laughs> that you were doing it. And notice when you do it again. That's yeah. the only way you'll change. Yeah. Like, don't get annoyed at me for bringing it up. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, that was my that was my uh, slight irritation okay. at, at that moment. So Georgia continues and says, even if we do win, we're not going to get a shot at getting any money out of them because it was the death of a parent and there's not much money in that. Yeah. Um, John, John walks in at this point and he says to, is it Ali? Yeah. At the settlement conference, so it seems that the lawyers are all going to have this conference where they talk about settlement money. Yeah. He was like, I want you to be me because opposing counsel has a has a beat on me. They know I'm laying in wait for things that I'm yeah, going to do. They're, so they're... I, want, I want you to do it because that's going to throw them Because it's going to throw them, yeah. And then Elaine comes in and says, <laughs> Ali, there's, there's a human sundial here to see you. And Ali's like... Thank you, Elaine. And she, like, rushes to the door. Yeah, like, literally, Ali and Georgia, like, run out of the office. And then there's the swell of heavenly music that we've only previously <sighs> seen for the male woman. Yes. But it's for Glenn. Yeah. And then Georgia and Ali have the Tex Avery tongue. Yes, like, very similar. To, well, well exactly the same as, as Richard, as and, Richard Billy and Billy over um, Jennifer, Higgins. Jennifer Higgins. That's it. Um, Can I just note, Glenn is in some god-awful knitwear. <laughs> I like his knitwear. It's awful. It's what are you talking about? It's Big Lebowski. About? It's awful. Because I've knitted some knitwear from the Big Lebowski for my husband for Christmas before. He's got, well, a, he's got a cardigan like that. I will be thinking things when I see that. Anyway, <laughs> Billy comes up behind them and is like, let's try to grow up a little. Oh, yeah, I know. It's and like... Elaine's like, let's try. <laughs> And then Richard goes to look. Yeah, he kind of leaves to see says, what all the fuss is about. He's like, and, and you two find things to talk about? And Ali goes, I don't like to attach anything audio to him. And I'm like, yes, queen! Like, that is such a, uh, a throwback to in, in Richard Richard's says. face about, yeah. like, Jennifer Higgins. And like, Richard says, touche. Which I think he oh means my god, touche. I, I made that note too. It's just like, who told you it was touche? Like, a touche on your boosh. <laughs> like, touche like, <laughs> like boosh. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, this scene, I mean, it's clearly trying to address the balance from Richard and Billy doing it all over the place. Yeah. To be like, women can do it too. We yeah, both yeah, do yeah. it. But it does feel a little off. Yeah. I mean, I can't say I've really ever seen women behave like this anyway. I mean, obviously... Other than in a Diet Coke advert. Yeah. I mean, obviously, women and men equally uh, lust after people that they are attracted to. Yes. And will do it openly. There's just way... I just haven't seen... I don't know. It just feels... It just feels a little too try-hard that they were like, oh, women are exactly the same as men. We're all the same. And I was like... I was like, yeah, but that... Almost to, like, negate what... Richard and Billy were doing before. I don't think it negates it. I think it's it's almost like a little bit of payback, which I enjoy. Yeah, but I, I what I don't want that to... So the thing that I guess is making me uncomfortable is I felt like the show was doing that to almost be like, well, we can't be mad at Richard and Billy for doing it now because... So Ali, Georgia, Georgia and Ali are now doing it. And I was like, no, because what Richard and Billy were doing was slightly different and... Well, it's completely different because it was an employee. yeah. And and no, I like, don't want you to think that just because women lust after men too, that what they were doing was all, all lusting okay. is okay. Yeah, it's like, no. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's a completely different situation. I just got the sense that because they use exactly the same music and exactly the same gif, I was just like, are they trying to say that there's two situations are the same, therefore we can't be mad at anyone? Yes, yeah, I see what you mean. And I think it's very possible that that was the intention of the show so that's to be what like me. yes yeah i mean in my head i'm seeing it as well they're two completely different situations yeah. completely different yeah. glenn has got absolutely nothing to do with cajun fish and is not yeah. in an employee employer situation but i think we're looking to critique, I think the average viewer would be like, oh, same tongues, oh, it's the same, oh, I guess Switch and Billy aren't so bad after all. Yeah, um, Whereas the I women are like, hypocrites no. for being... Yeah, which annoys uh, me. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone else would pick up the meaning that we take from it. Yes. I mean, I'm yes. sure there are people who do, I'm not trying to cast everyone as idiots. But no, 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 I get I just what you worry mean. about the general public and the message they took from that. Yeah, I think at the time... I think I read it as, oh, well, they're the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think, think I, I think at the time, that's um, how I read it. So that's it. my issue with that. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think um, it's fair. So, so then Ali um, goes into her office with Glenn after this kind of ogling scene. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, what's up? And uh, Glenn's basically come to like say, oh, I'm on my way to class. I was wondering if you might be hungry later. And Ali's like, definitely. Like really sexily. Yeah. And Glenn asks her to dinner and Ali's like, sure. And Glenn's like, I'll pick you up. And he kisses her cheek and see ya. And like, as he leaves, Ali looks at his butt on the way out. Yeah. And then Billy sees her doing that and looks just really butthurt. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He gives her like such a scowl. Yeah. And then but like, Annie, like sort smiles of... at him like, oh hi. And then he's like, Ugh. yeah. And so he like butthurt. turns away and butthurts out of her. Like, but the thing is, like, I you know in that scene where Glenn and Ali they because they're sitting on her sweet. desk. It's sweet. Yeah, I yeah. actually thought they were quite sweet together, yeah. and it was like, oh, you know what. Ali, when you relax and you stop overthinking this shit, yeah. like you're actually quite a fun person to be around in a relationship. Yeah. Like because you're not overthinking this. Yeah. You it, it's, it's actually relaxing. yeah, like you seem a lot more relaxed and 
that's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then we're, well, they're in, Renee and Ali are in the courtroom, but it's empty, so it must be like between sessions. Um, and they're talking about Billy's reaction because Renee's like, oh, he's going to get over it, ex boyfriend's going to get jealous. That's yeah. what it is. And Ali's like, no, that's not it. And Renee's like, what is it then? And Ali says, I think I like him. And Renee's like, Billy? And Ali's like, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, I think I might really like this guy. And then, then Renee goes, oh no, this means, oh God, Ali, you might have to smile. That's <laughs> <laughs> my favourite. I love it. And, and she's just, and Ali's just like, no, but you know, like, we are complete opposites. This guy spends his day sliding down mountains. And... And Renee makes a good point yeah. that being opposites isn't a bad thing. Like, yeah. if you want, would you date someone who was just like you? Would you want to date a lawyer? Like, ugh. Yeah. And, and, and Annie agrees. And, she, and Renee's like, look, you know what you want. You want good looking, good sense of humour, good father, good sex. And Annie's like, yeah, but what if we don't have anything to talk about? <laughs> and, and Renee then... says, all right, I know that you have this great idealism about marriage, but please don't shoot the messenger. And Annie's like, what? And Renee's like, married couples don't talk. <laughs> and he's like what and she's like no the first year and she does this weird analogy she says the first year of marriage they do but then if you put a jelly bean into a jar whenever a couple has a discussion in the first year and after that you take one out each time they have a discussion experts say I would like to meet these experts yeah, I've got a note going do they <laughs> experts say the jar will never become empty and Ali's like they measure marriages with jelly beans. <laughs> I don't think they do. I mean, I think this is a really horrible myth. Is this such nineties is... truth telling? Thing? Yeah, like because firstly, if everyone wasn't such an in such a rush to get married, people would be proper friends before they end up getting yes, married. Yes, yeah. So it just, I, I, I'm just like, if you can't have a conversation with the person you're married to. That means you're married to the wrong person. That doesn't mean, like, I'm just kind of like, it's not, it's not the, the marriage that has caused this lack of conversation. Yeah. It's the compatibility yeah. of the two people. And that would have happened whether they were married or not. Exactly. But it's, but it's, and then Renee goes on, she's like, you don't like that truth. Here's another one. And she's spilling all the tea today. <laughs> the biggest one. Um, and Renee's like, let me have it. And Renee's like, as long as he's cute, smart, sexy, and decent, who cares what else he is? Because after you marry him, you're going to try to change him. And Ali's like, no, I won't. I won't do that. And Renee's like, don't lie to me, girl. It's part of the fun <laughs> of life, finding the perfect guy and then changing him. And they both like, are like, oh, yes. how funny. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, what was going on in the 90s? I know. There was this real... I remember this being a real thing. Like, yeah. oh, women just want to change you. Like, when you get with a woman, like, she just wants to change you. And I was just like, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't... I, I, just completely... It's a really I mean, weird 90s trope. I just... The effort. Yeah. Like, I haven't got time like, for that. <laughs> I'm working on myself here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to have time to be dressing you as well as me. And handpicking your friends. I yeah. have trouble handpicking like, my own friends. Exactly. As for, like, haircuts, like, I'm just changeable about myself. Like, I just, I, it's just really... Weird. Weird. And it, it really feels dated when you watch it back. Completely. Like, I don't know anyone who talks about changing, changing someone. Yeah. Like, getting someone and then being able to change them. Yeah. I think people have realised that doesn't work. Or, like, or that, I mean, did it ever happen? Was that really ever happening? Or was that just a, a trope that trope, men yeah. said happened? 
when women were being like, could you do a bit more housework with yeah, us? And absolutely. they're like, oh, try to get me to change. Yeah. It's like, this is who I am. I don't do housework. Like, <laughs> it's just like, could you be an adult? Could you <laughs> could, be less of an could, asshole? Could no. I be your wife and not your mother? We're <laughs> 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 trying to make you do things that aren't uh, me. Stop I just gotta be free. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I think it's probably born out of something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? I think you're right. Anyway. Um, yeah. So we cut to the next scene and there are bells. <laughs> bells are, are happening for John. Because yes. John is in the conference room and we see him pouring water for Ali. Yeah. Uh, but then it's Ali who's sniffing it and Ali that's putting her hands together as John would normally do. Yes. And like it's Ali that's performing, not John. Yes. So, so the, the like, bells are ringing for Ali, yeah. not John. But yeah. it's funny that the camera is first on John pouring water, yes. but then the, the bait and switch is he's pouring it for Ali. Yeah. It's Ali's like, it's, channeling yes, John. Yes. So basically she starts uh, talking to the uh, defence. He's like, you know, you put up an, an admirable defence for the judge, persuasive with a jury. This might not come down to what the jury wants to do, but what they need to. And what they need, and she kind of gets up and like buttons, is yeah. to believe that airplanes don't crash for no reason. They need to believe it was a screw up. They fly, as do you and I. And as she's going through this speech, John is, like, mouthing along because he's obviously, yeah. like, written Well, it. clearly, yeah, he's written it and then made, like, Ali rehearse this, like, until yeah. she knew it off by heart. And he clearly knows it off by heart. Yeah. Because he's mouthing along with yeah. her, yeah. And the, the funniest bit of it is where she says, the idea that sometimes planes just crash because they just do? Unacceptable. <laughs> there has to be a reason. And, and George is like smirking because she can see John like mouthing along. Because well, I just love that John is sort of, sort of nodding its approval <laughs> with this. Like, it's just so funny. And she is channeling John really yeah. well. Like yeah. she's definitely speaking the way John would speak. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so basically she basically says, you know, Mr. Ballard, consider what we want, what the jury wants, and then consider what they need. And then John does a nose whistle. <laughs> it's like the cherry on top. It's really funny. Yes. <laughs> Um, so the next, uh, so she's done a good job there. Yes. The next scene is at the bar and Vonda is singing That Is Rock and Roll by The Coasters. Okay. I couldn't sing it for you, but I don't think anyone wants you to ask me to. But, um, Ali and Glenn are having a drink together at yeah. the bar. Yeah. And Ali's just kind of doing that thing where it's like, I would never normally do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of thing. Running home from work. Ugh. And, and Glenn's like, me neither. And Ali's like, really? You? You just seem like you were built for running home from work. Like. <laughs> and Glenn's like, he says, I still feel like a, a sexual object with you. And Ali's like, Glenn. And then he says, you know, that's probably why I wanted to make love twice. <laughs> so more than once to prove to himself that it wasn't just a one night stand. And Ali kind of laughs it off because she's like, oh, ha ha ha. Um, and, but Glenn's serious, like he's got something serious to say. Glenn says, Ali, you and I, I can't see us having a future, can you? And then we hear the crowd go, na 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 na. And then it just stops. And, and Ali, Ali sort of looks around <laughs> and is like, what the fuck? And, and Glenn's like, you're a great girl, but I still feel like a boy toy. And then we get the crowd going, na 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 na. <laughs> and Ali's like, what the 
hell? And she's like looking, and then she's trying to concentrate on Glenn as well, because she's like, boy toy. And Glenn's like, it's not you, it's me. I have some kind of complex with successful working women. And at that, oh, I've written, what? I've written, <laughs> fuck you, Glenn. But I, was just, I just literally had a, uh, what? I was like, no, at that point I lost... Oh, I'd enjoyed their little moment earlier when they were sat on the desk in Ali's yeah. office, but at this point I was like, fuck you, Claire! <laughs> this complex with successful working women. Anyway, anyway. and then he goes, it's, and then it goes, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> and Ali looks around and the bar's like normal, so she's like, where's this noise coming from? And Ali's like, you know, it's not like we've explored a relationship here, and how do you know this after two dates? And Oh, during this time, Vonda Shepard starts singing banana ramen yeah yeah goodbye yeah um and um she's like you know uh, trying to claw it back yeah like yeah you know this after two dates now what should we gonna do and glenn's like maybe i should leave and then ali says sure i'll pay i'm a successful working woman (laughs) and then glenn leaves he's like bye you're a great lady and then we hear you're a swell gal na 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 Hey, goodbye. And all the bar like join in and like start pointing at like yeah, like oh, that the entire bar is like stood up, turned facing Ali and just pointing at her and then waving when it's like goodbye. <laughs> like yeah. it's like the dump song. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? And Ali, Ali leaves, and I noticed she didn't pay. So <laughs> she did pay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so the next scene, um, they're at home. So Ali's at home in her pajamas with ice cream and Renee where she belongs. <laughs> with ice cream and Renee. <laughs> and and she's ranting. She's like, Twice! He got me twice. Ah and I'm like, I don't know what to think here, because I don't know whether he did get her twice. I don't know whether to believe Glenn or not. I I don't believe him at this point. Really? What makes you say that? Um, because of what happens later. <laughs> I think, so, I think he reveals himself. Okay. Later. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and Alice says, you know what really bothers me? Um, he can't handle not being thought of as a nice guy. So when I ran into him, he felt busted. He didn't want me to think of him as a dirtbag. So he asked me out again. And I do understand that because I've, met men a lot of men actually that cannot stand the thought of women thinking that they never want to be the bad guy no so they'll 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 like keep a relationship with a woman for like way longer than it should be because they don't want to be the one to dump yeah yeah and it's always it always tends to be the woman that will end up getting sick and tired yeah of the relationship yeah and being the one to call call time on it yeah because he just wouldn't yeah, yeah it's a uh, pain in the ass mm. and yeah so anyway um and Renee's like are you okay and Ali's like I'm fine but I would like to get even. a little even though and Renee's like what are you thinking and Ali says think back a little in time and Renee says the penguin and she gets really excited and jumps up and down because I guess this is a thing they used to do in like college, college or yeah, something I reckon, yeah um 
and we don't know what it is yet um and Ali's like will you do it and, and Renee's like no we're, we can't do that we're adults we're lawyers we don't do that anymore and Ali's like yeah, but we haven't retired it and this guy is the perfect finale and Renee's like well why aren't you doing it and Ali's like well he see it coming for me and we need your special little nasty touch I was like, what does that mean? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, please. And they, I guess that they kind of agreed to do it. And yes. we're like, what's the penguin? Yeah, what is the penguin? So yes. we cut to another sculpting class, yes. except no one we know is sculpting. But Just, Glenn is there yeah. um, with Renee. And he's saying, I'm Renee's not, not part of the class because she's got no, a coat on. Yeah, she's, she's obviously just clearly passed just by to see Renee. In. It's to see Glenn. Yeah, so she, he goes, I'm not really comfortable being sculpted by you, you know, since I was intimate with your roommate. And intimate. Ren- I know. And Renee's like, oh, I didn't just drop by to sculpt and I'm not here to stick up for a roommate. I'm here because while you might not enjoy being a one night stand, I do. And Glenn's like, excuse me. And she's like, I want you. I've been holding your clay self in my hands. Now it's time to chisel the real thing. And Glenn <laughs> goes, does Ali know about this? And Renee's like, yeah, she told me to help myself. Help myself. And Glenn goes, she did. I Interested. Mean, he's a piece of work, really. Because yeah, he has I to think be seen this, as a nice guy. Yeah, this scene, to me... The fact that he's like, oh, really? She said to help you. Oh, okay. Like, this reveals him for who he is. Like, he wanted a one-night stand with Ali. Did tell her a lie, I think, probably. I think the likelihood is he did lie to her and say she she was leaving. But he's obviously still got his modelling gig, so he's not quite that. Yeah, exactly. He's left the... He said he was leaving the country. I think just as a... Yeah, to kind of hedge his bets in terms of she's more likely to sleep with me if I say this line. And then bumps into her again and sees the opportunity to have another one night stand. And rather than it just be like, oh, we both like, we just both like sleeping together. What's the big deal? Rather than just be honest, I feel like he's like, no, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to use you for a one night stand the way you want to use me. But the difference is I'm going to shame you for using me as a one night stand. I'm going to tell you how objectified I feel by you. Right. And how that means I can never see a future with us. Yeah. Like, because, and it's like bullshit. You never saw a future with her anyway. Yeah. This whole thing of like, I'm not into one night stands. I'm looking for the real deal is fucking bullshit because Renee has turned up and said, I want a one night stand. Ali is fine with it. And he's been like, oh, okay. Like, and yeah. it's like, yeah, so you're full of shit, so what, Glenn. So the reason I asked the question before and you were like, oh, I, don't, I think he's lying because of what happens later. The reason yeah. I asked it then is because I noticed as we went through the, as I watched the episode, I believed what he said because I'm just terrible. I'm, I just, I'm like, <laughs> why would anyone lie to me? <laughs> Like, why would anyone but lie? why? Yeah. Because I'm like, maybe that could be true. Maybe that could be true. I mean, if I saw him, I don't know. I just, I, uh, but what that, but then, as you say, this conversation with Renee reveals himself. But if I was Ali, I wouldn't know about that conversation with Renee. In fact, I probably wouldn't, it would never have happened because I wouldn't have pushed Renee to do the penguin. Yeah. So, I mean, it just highlighted to me that I'm really gullible. I mean, I kind of knew that already, <laughs> but 
I'm just like, <laughs> why are people going to be assholes? Yeah, like, why have an agenda lie? that way? I mean, I find him like especially horrible because he chooses to get out of sort of, you know, he clearly is only interested in casual sex mm. at the moment. And rather fine, than just be, be open and honest about, it. about yeah. it, he'd rather lie to increase his likelihood of, of getting a one night stand with someone. And then in order to get out of seeing them, shame them yeah. for wanting a one night stand with him. Yeah. In, and it's like, it, 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 yeah, he's full of shit. Men with big penises sometimes are. <laughs> I think that applies to men with lots of small penises. <laughs> All penises. <laughs> right, so the next thing is we're in the office and Georgia is talking with Ali because Ali has told her about the penguin and Georgia's like, what the fuck is a penguin? <laughs> and Ali's Good saying, question, Georgia. It's hard to describe. You kind of have to see it. And Georgia's like, can I? And Georgia's like, <laughs> Ali's like, yeah, we're aiming for tonight. And it's like, shh. Like Billy's coming over. Yeah, Billy comes up. Billy Butter. Billy Butter comes up and Ali's like shushes the conversation down. And Billy's like, What's up? I like must nothing. know. Um she's like, nothing, we're talking about the case. And Billy's like, Oh yeah, I forgot how much fun a plane crash can be. And there's like titters. And like, yeah, Georgia and Ali are like, <laughs> And then Georgia's like, Oh, um, Ali and I are going out tonight, it's a girls' night out kind of thing, is that okay? And Ali's like, <laughs> and Billy's like, sure. I've got a note here that goes, he hates them having fun together. He really does. He cannot stand it. And Georgia's like, great, well, let's get ready. Closing's in an hour. And Georgia's, uh, Ali's like, okay. And then Georgia leaves and she kisses Billy. Yes. And Billy's just like looking at her. And Ali's like, what? And Billy's like, are you having a good time? And Ali's like, excuse me? What? Because at that moment, I just would have been like, Go fuck yourself. Well, quite. Go fuck um, yourself. Billy walks off and Ali like follows him into Billy's office. Yeah. And what makes me laugh is that Elaine has like a radar, like audio equipment. <laughs> like like, like she like, pops out from behind a pop plant. Like, like, so funny. It is hysterical, yeah, yeah. And when they get into Billy's office, Billy goes, this thing with the model is disappointing. It's not any of my business. And Ali's like, no, but since you wedged your nose in, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, And I was like, don't encourage him, Ali. Like, yeah, his nose is wedged in, but you don't need to be like, oh, yeah, so... Wedge please. it in first. Yeah, wedge it in. Tell me your opinions. Like, Billy was like, you're running around with... And Ali's like, with what? And Billy's like, all I'll say is this. And I'm like, that is never a more uh, untrue statement because you never just say one thing. Yeah. <laughs> he says... A lawyer walks into a courtroom with only her reputation. Promiscuity undermines that reputation. And that is my... Objection! For the episode. <laughs> well, it's funny, like, this, this whole conversation is an objection for me. <laughs> well, this is where I've thrown that line. Promiscuity undermines that reputation is my objection. Because I was like... Oh, when I watched it, I was like, oh my God, I do not have the words for how angry I yeah, am I, at Billy. Wow. And Ali's like, Ali is also Ali's like, like, are you serious? Like, what the fuck? And, 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 and then Billy's then, like, yes, I am. And then <laughs> Ali makes the excellent point, which says, promiscuity, how about hypocrisy? Did you say this to John when he was busted for solicitation? And Billy goes... It's different for a woman. And I was like, oh, but of course it is, you rank little boy. He's like, like 
Fuck off. He was like, you're subject to a double standard. It may not be fair, but it's true. Go have fun, but be discreet. You should care about your own credibility, if not the firm's. And Billy, like, walks off. Uh. And then Ali, like, follows him. And she's like, hey, who I date doesn't concern this firm. It doesn't concern you. If you have a problem, don't give me any firm reputation bullshit, basically. Yes, yes. And then Billy's like, bitch. And Ali's like, lawyer. And I'm like, fucking Billy. Like, I know. I mean, that, when he calls her a bitch, like, that's why I had to, like, go back, <laughs> circle the whole conversation and be like, objection to all of this. Because, yeah, yeah that, that last, like, bitch, it's like the last resort of yeah. someone who has no argument. Well, yeah. Like, it, it's the last, he just... Because, Do you think that's why she threw back lawyer? Yeah. lawyers are paid to argue and he clearly had run out. Because it's just that thing of like, you, I've, you've made your argument and I've pointed out how full of shit it is. So your last resort, the last thing you can throw at me is bitch. Yeah. Like, you, ugh, fucking tosspot. Absolutely. Like, this is where Billy starts to... I mean, I want to say this is the lowest of the low for Billy, but I don't think I can make that statement. (laughs) (laughs) But who the fuck does he think he is to go and give Ali lectures on who she's sleeping with? Yeah. No, it's... Under the guise of I know. Yeah, it's like, fuck off, fuck you. And it's he's not the owners of said firm. If Richard and John have a problem, then they can talk to her and we can tell him why that's bullshit. Yeah, But... He has no right, no right at all, to say what to he say just anything. said. Yeah, and uh, I mean, to even think it. I like. I just think like her. I mean, I don't think Ali helps. I mean, you know, we say this a lot. I think Ali has helped herself by being like, "Yes, you have button, but please button more and tell me your hugely shitty opinions." Like I just. You know, when he goes, I suppose it's none of my business, she should have turned around and been like, no, it isn't. No, it Good isn't. day. <laughs> go and tie yourself up in knots in your own office. Feeding. Yeah, go get butt hurt elsewhere. I'm not interested. He's such an idiot. Anyway, the next Ugh. scene, we're in court and John is addressing the jury. Yeah, he's doing the closing. And it's really good. Yes. Yeah, so he goes... Money. They have it. We want it. And we need you to make them give it to us. And we want a lot. Their plane went up, and it went down. Their father died. Not that you can really compensate my clients, but if you spank transatlantic hard enough, you can make it in their economic interest not to ever, ever, ever let another plane come down. Maybe you can make them so obsessed with safety, they'll, they'll hire more mechanics. Maybe they'll do more testing. Maybe they'll limit the number of years an aircraft can fly. Maybe, 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 maybe. Who knows what that kind of obsession could achieve? What we do know is that kind of obsession. It won't come from conscience. It won't be motivated by goodwill. For that that kind of commitment to humanity, it can only come from one thing. Let's all say it together. Mine. <laughs> uh, I've got a no going brainwashing complete. <laughs> exactly. He's so good. He's brilliant, yeah. Ali smiles after yeah. the jury all saying money with it's it. It's a great, funny. great closing. Um and then yeah, so then we're in a new scene and Renee is driving with Glenn. And Glenn's still just like making sure he's still on the good guy side of things by being like she doesn't have any hard feelings and Renee's like no, no she thought you were 
really great guy because that's exactly what he wants yeah, to hear. Yeah. Renee knows what she's doing. Yeah. And then she like gets Glenn to pull over. Yeah. And Glenn's like, well, what are we doing? And Renee's like, well, you're not one of those gotta have a bed guys, are you? Um, pull up. Get, uh, they, they're like, pull up. And they yeah. like, get out. And Glenn's like, oh, it's really cold, Renee. And Renee's like, oh, I'm just doing something experimental. And, you know. And then she kind of pulls him over to the side of the road and says, have you ever had a penguin? And after that, that's where we cut to Ali and Georgia in another doing car. some kind of reconnaissance <laughs> they, have, they have like night vision like binoculars. <laughs> yeah. And Ali's like, this is stage one. Look. And Georgia's like, I can't believe we rented these. And I'm glad she said that because I was like, where did they get Yeah, them? this can't be like something they have lying around. The penguins. Um, and Ali's like, it is going to be worth it. So then we cut back to Renee and Glenn, and Glenn's like, oh, what happens if a car comes? And Renee's like, baby, I promise you won't notice. Yeah. And then Glenn's like, oh. And he goes to unzip Renee's coat, and she's like, no, for a penguin, you're just a recipient. And And she starts to sort of take off his belt, and she pulls down his trousers. And George is like, he's wearing speedos. (laughs) And Ali says, no, they're an Italian knockoff, wintergreen scented and I was like scented underwear (laughs) (laughs) it's like a a car um what's it called like air freshener air freshener in the car like sounds horrendous um and then Renee's when we come back to Renee and Glenn she's like all right now lower your shorts and Glenn's like lower my shorts and I think she obviously just means um underwear yeah um as we would say all the way to your ankles and he does that and Georgia back in the other car is like oh my god I can't believe this is happening yeah, and they're then, laughing and yeah. Renee's like come to me come on and she kind of like takes him into the woods and leads him in there and Glenn's like where are we going and then Renee's like that's it and then she's like getting him to go further and further and faster and then so Glenn's having to follow her with his pants around his ankles and he's basically waddling yeah she's basically making him waddle like a penguin and then she's like you're doing it that's it that's the penguin you're doing it baby baby that's the penguin and then all of a sudden Renee runs off as he's like mid waddle deep into the woods far from the car Georgia and Ali's car like zooms around the corner, picks Renee up, and like Renee's like, bye bye, penguin! <laughs> and well, they drive they, off. The headlights kind of hit him. Yeah. Like, so he's a little bit like d- literal kind of deer yeah. in the headlights. And then um, there's like a penguin noise, like, wah, 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 <laughs> on, the, on the soundtrack. Which I don't know about you, but that feels like a really weird form of revenge. Yeah. I don't quite understand. It it feels, it falls a little flat for me. Yeah. I was like, so he just pulls his pants up and gets back in his car. Like, yeah. what happens? Like, like he it, got a bit cold and is a tiny bit embarrassed. Yeah. But I guess, so, but my, my other half of me is like, but if they went any further, it could get really problematic. Yes. But that's the thing. It's like, I don't, I, I just. It felt very adolescent in its kind of like, ha ha, you got your weenie out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, like, that's I mean, they the came joke. up with it in uni. And yeah. That was but it's like, why at 27 <laughs> do you think this is now an appropriate way of getting revenge on someone? I don't know. It just felt like really weird. Yeah. It just didn't feel like, I feel like. Uh, I don't know, I just feel like most men would just be like, alright, put on my trousers. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Okay, and also I just don't think you'd get many get men yeah. doing that, no. what Renee gets him to do, because that's the thing, she's like, when she gets his trousers down, and she's like, oh, you've got to walk to me, and, and he's just like, okay... And she's like going, that's it, baby. Oh, that's great. You're so hot, baby. It's like, no. what guy is going to believe that a woman, <laughs> a woman's kink is watching him walk like a penguin <laughs> with his trousers down? I know. Like, I don't, I don't believe any man would believe that that was a woman's kink. I think they would see that this is, you are trying to prank. humiliate me. Yeah. yeah. Like, and see it a mile off. Like, I just don't buy that it would work. And even, and like I say, it does work, but I just feel like it, it completely falls it flat. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't feel... Uh, yeah, I wonder <sighs> if the, like, writers... I don't know if they had a writer... They didn't have a writer's room, did they? But I wonder at what point in the, like, writing process David E. Kelly was like... Yeah, so this prank we're going to do, it's going to be the penguin, and this is it. <laughs> and everyone was like, sure. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> everyone buys it. there are much better pranks to pull yeah. that would be not necessarily dangerous, not necessarily problematic, yeah. but would still humiliate someone that you felt deserved humiliating that would be okay to use on a network show yeah so it's really weird to me that they came up with the penguin yeah very strange (laughs) not one i will be using i wonder if it's based on something that david e kelly knew of that has actually happened like someone actually used it as a prank i think maybe he was a victim of it people like getting someone like you've de- I've definitely seen in like teen movies things where someone's pretended that they're going to sleep with someone get them naked and then like shove them out into like the house party that's going on so yeah. they're surrounded by their peers and they're completely yeah. naked and like that makes more sense as a revenge yeah but yeah this where it's just like he's in the middle of nowhere like, literally the only people that... Like, if they'd driven off in his car, that would be funny. <laughs> but I guess that's just stealing his car. Yeah, that is just stealing his car. Like, when they should have driven him, and then yeah, just driven off. left him in the middle of nowhere. Because that's more, like, annoying. For yeah. Him. Yeah. I just... It just seemed like a really lame prank to yeah. me. Anyway. So, we're not fans of the Penguin. No, not really. So, new scene... Billy uh, is walking towards Ali's office and asks Elaine if she's... Wait, he just goes, is she in? Which is rude. And Elaine's <laughs> like, yes. And Billy then goes in and he's gone in because he wants to apologise. And he says, I have no right to be so... And Ali was like, holy. And B- Billy's like, holy. He was like, I was about to say I was an ass. And a- Ali's like, yeah, ass holy. <laughs> Lol. But yeah, but basically he then... The reason I think I overreacted, (laughs) I think maybe part of who I am, my esteem, is that you used to be with me. And maybe when that gets threatened, I should say diluted a little if you've been with everybody. (laughs) It's just like, oh, poor Billy. What the fuck? fuck? (laughs) This is like this thing about the person you sleep with is someone you own. Like, you sleep with them because they're yours. They're your property. It's like, uh, uh, it hurts me when you make me less special. <laughs> it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. 
eight. Grow up. And Ali's like, I haven't been with everybody. I haven't had time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And then, uh, yeah, she goes, I haven't nearly had time. And he's like, hey, I came here ready to apologise. And it's, it's just like, like so. you're not entitled to having your apology accepted. That's not... How it works. Yeah, like, it's up to the person you're apologising to, whether they accept your apology. That's not an automatic given. Uh, and it, yeah, so Ali just goes, yeah, you're really good at it. Men are good with apologies the next day. First the pain and then the big sorry swoop. And then she basically says, I'm sick of being a casualty that everyone apologises to. Then Billy's like, then I'm not sorry, happy. And Ali's like, very. Anything else? And Billy's like, fine, that's all. And Ali's like, if there is, come right back, okay? <laughs> I love that bit. She's like, well, if you think about anything, you should come right back, okay? <laughs> and Billy's like, I will. And she's like, oh, and maybe I'll make a list for you for all my upcoming dates and you can run background checks to save the firm from embarrassment. And then Billy goes bit again and yeah. Ali says man and that's a better insult and I, I really, love it yeah I'm really <laughs> glad that she didn't let him off the hook yeah I yes definitely that was I was like yes well done I love it when she's like yeah goes man yeah <laughs> I, I was like I enjoy that as an insult <laughs> yeah I do such a man anyway then we're in court again and the opposition is closing and whilst they're doing their kind of I don't know they're just doing a closing it's not that particularly remarkable and mm. um, whilst they're doing that John is playing with like a toy plane I think this was the part <laughs> where I was like I don't think they would really allow this in a real courtroom. Like, no. he's playing with this, no yeah, way. like, model plane. And then, at a very, like, at the denouement of this, like, closing, he drops the plane <laughs> on the floor and he's like, I apologise. Oh, dear. Um, it's really brilliant. But the opposing counsel finishes by saying, like, if you get hurt, there's got to be a bad guy. Pain doesn't just happen. There's got to be somebody to blame. And they're, like, saying that you can't just go around blaming people every time a bad thing happens. And Ali looks thoughtful. Yeah, it's clearly something about this closing is resonating with Ali. Yeah. So Renee and Ali are then walking in the courthouse, um, and Ali's like, It's like he was talking about me. And Renee's like, A plane crashes, <laughs> hundreds of people die, and you find a way to make it about you. And I was like, Yes, Renee. Spilling the tea. That's some tea yeah. spilling that's actually oh my correct. God. And Ali's like, no, I don't mean that. I mean about blaming everybody or everything. Do I blame other people for all of my woes? And Renee's like, yes. And Ali's like, no, I'd like a considered answer. Do I blame others for my problems? And Renee's like, yes. yes. <laughs> and Ali's like, you didn't think about it. And she goes, that's why I push too hard with men. Because I am starved of communication. Because all I get from my roommate is unthoughtful, knee-jerk quips. And Renee's like, you just blamed me for your problems with men. <laughs> And Ali's like, I did? <laughs> well, you made me. Never mind. <laughs> and then she says, as usual, you've been a very big help. It's <laughs> so such a great conversation. Just shows just how, like, yeah, self-absorbed she is. Yeah, it's so funny. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then we're, we're back at the office and Rich is like, are we winning? <laughs> Like the and Ali's out. like, the jury's out. And Rich is like, but we're winning, right? <laughs> we're going to win. It's a win, right? And then Ali goes, if you'll excuse me, cramps. And then Richard like, leaves. It's like, oh, women stuff. Um, so Billy goes up to Ali yeah. as she's walking across the office. Oh, right, that's what it is. And she's Ali's like, go away. Like, go away. 
To which I was like, yes. And then she walks into her office and Glenn is in there. And Elaine, as usual, gets there late to be like, Glenn is here. (laughs) (laughs) But then Billy follows into the office. And so Ali's like, you need to go. And then she says, no, wait, stay. (laughs) She says, all right. I only have time for one apology scene per life. So since you're both here, I'm sorry. I know you were in here offering the olive branch this morning. I just wasn't in the mood to be forgiving since I'm still angry at men. And that was because of you. And that's why we gave you the penguin lesson. And I'm sorry about that too. It's just that I guess you hurt me. And like the lawyer for the airline said, when people get hurt, they feel the need to blame. And I was blaming you even though you didn't do anything wrong. In fact, I was glad you told me you were leaving the country. I wouldn't have slept with you otherwise. And I really did want to sleep with you. And that's hard for me to say in front of him because I slept with him forever. And I apologize to you both for that, of all the two people to bring together for a combined apology. I'm sorry. You're both really good guys. It's just that you stung a little because I looked at you as a could-be, and you could still sting without even trying because you were meant to be, and this has nothing to do with blame. I was wrong, and I'm not finished yet, but I need to breathe. (sighs) Yeah. I'm like, really? Are they both really good guys? I was just like, why is she apologizing to either of these douches? I don't... (laughs) understand like because throughout that whole like I say I think Glenn revealed himself he is full of shit you don't owe him an apology you gave him this lame revenge thing like I think if he's come here butthurt about that like he needs to like get a life yeah get a life and go snowboarding (laughs) like I just I'm really not I really don't care about his feelings he's a real like fuck boy basically like I just think yeah, he just yeah he he'd rather he wanted. Well, anyway, I've said my feelings like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I can't waste any more energy on this stupid man. Yeah, he is. He's just such a a complete waste of space. Like he's just only good for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it really fucks me off that throughout this. Billy is stood there with the smuggest fucking look on his face, like, I am a good guy. (laughs) It just makes me sick. I'm so... (laughs) Like, of all the people, Billy deserves no apology. No. No apologies are due. No. I am just so fucked off that she apologised to these men. I know. Like, she didn't owe them shit. Nothing. Ugh. But then Elaine comes in and says, you're needed in the conference room. So Ali has to duck out of that. She doesn't get to finish, even Mm. though she's breathed. So they're in the conference room and Ali is breaking the news to the client that they've um, offered 685 as a settlement. And Georgia is saying that that's really good to the client. Um, And she says a jury could give us more, but they could also rule against you and you'd get nothing. So my advice is to take it. And the client says no, and John goes, da 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 And she basically goes, like, when we first, like, the client goes, Mr. Cage, when we first came to you, you told us, emotion aside, this is a case about money. And we accepted that. But our father is dead, and we're in here trying to win a lottery. We'd like a verdict, yeah. a judgment against that airline. They're not, they're not actually in it for the money. Yeah. They want someone to be held accountable yeah. for what's happened. They to want them. A, yeah. an official recognize, like, acknowledgement yeah. that this company was at fault. Oh, yeah, yeah. And John warns that they might not get it, and yeah. they were like, "Yeah, we know." Um, and I know that law is a business, and it's your business. And for us to suddenly spring on you that we're not gonna take whatever money we get is yeah you know i'm really sorry and ali says 
a great thing. She says, you know, we're your lawyers. If you want to, we'll go to a verdict. You don't have to convince us or anything or apologise. Like, you we're, certainly we're don't have to, to apologise. We're here yeah. to serve you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's... Uh, that's uh, really nice. I wish more lawyers were like that. Yes. Because obviously they only get paid if they win money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, that's not true. They probably get paid regardless. There's probably some fees. They get more if they get money. Yes, they definitely. Yeah. But anyway, and then we're in Richard's office and Richard goes... This is what happens when the law gets perverted by principle. You three call yourself lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> and John makes the very good point of it's a lawyer's job to make sure their decision is an informed one. And it was. Yeah. And Richard goes, oh, go take a moment. <laughs> yeah. And then Elaine knocks on the door and comes in and goes, oh, people, there's a certain jury back with a certain verdict. <laughs> <laughs> so back in court and uh, Richard's come with them. Yeah, to, everyone, uh, so everyone felt, so George, uh, Georgia, Georgia is there, but J- John, Ali, Georgia and Richard are all at the table and the jury's all filing in. Mm. Um, and Georgia's like, are you sure you can handle this to Richard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, we're going to win and we're going to get even more than that offer. And Georgia says, but what if we lose? <laughs> Richard goes, I vomit, then dive into it. I brought my snorkel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. so then the jury comes back and the foreman of the jury says, in the matter of Lamb versus Transatlantic, we find in favour of the plaintiff and order the defendant to pay damages of $1.1 million. Yeah. And Richard has never looked happy. So happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so much so that when they give the, the piece of paper with the verdict on, um, they ask if the client wants to keep it as a souvenir. And the client's like, oh, yeah, sure. But then Richard's like, can I... Can I touch that? Thank you. And he's like lovingly looking at look at it. Like Yeah, holding it. it. And like just like can't believe that it's in his hands. And the client's like, you can keep it. Yeah, clearly <laughs> means more to you. <laughs> That's fine. It's very funny. Um, but then we're in the bar because obviously we've got to celebrate. And yeah. uh, Vonda is singing uh, Tell the World How I Feel About Your Baby by Howard Melvin and the Blue... No, Harold Melvin and the Blue Note. Okay. And she's with the uh, iCats from Christmas. Thank yeah. God. And, uh, and Billy and Ali are chatting and... Oh, so Billy goes, I have to admit it, I thought you'd gone crazy again. And it's just like... You I can't call her crazy, <laughs> just calling her in love. Bam! <laughs> I'm just a girl in love. Da, 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 da. <laughs> just shut up, Billy. Shut I'm just up. like, oh, but I'm just like, fuck off. Anyway, Ali goes, I did. I'm comfortable there. You know, I just need to let air out sometimes. Please don't take it personally. I'm like, take it personally, Billy. When she is, yeah, like I just, oh, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> he gets let off all so the time. So annoyed. He gets so much like, yeah, let off. He is wrapped in cotton wool. He is just the women Shielded. around yeah. him coddle him so yeah. fucking much and it's so typical of so many men i can think of yeah, just and why men are the way they are yeah what yeah time. like they've got just... no one to be like no 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 
stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so then Georgia comes along with a tray of drinks and is saying, you know, should we toast it now or should we wait for everyone? And then Billy's like, we should wait. Um, and do you want to go and dance first? And Georgia's like, yeah, I could dance. And then Billy's like, do you want me to round up a twin? Like, it's like Ali? oh, you know, an asexual man I'm not sexually threatened by. Like, I'll, I'll let you have that. <laughs> you should sleep with a you twin. Patronizing. Anyway. <laughs> he is. Um, but Ali's like, no, I'm fine because I can sit at a table alone without questioning like everything, although I'm not sure that's necessarily true. About <laughs> um, but she watches uh, Billy and Georgia dancing and John is also in on the dance floor dancing with someone that I noticed in that uh, shot. Oh, okay. um, but Ali's voiceover says, the lousy thing about winning is that it's harder to deny that you're alone. And then a random man asks her to dance. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, random man. Yeah. I, it better not be like John Hamm in another <laughs> Or I bet it is someone famous that I've not noticed. Anyway, but Ali's like, no thanks, I'm just going to sit here and watch my friends, um, maybe later. And the man's like, sure. And it's like, it's that thing of like, one moment she's like, that's the hard thing about winning. It's harder to deny that you're alone. And then a man comes over and be like, hey, you want to dance? Want to be no. not alone? And she's like, no. <laughs> I'd rather be alone. Yeah. Maybe no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like sure. <laughs> I'm so confused by it. I know. Anyway. Anyway, but then the next scene is back in the office, so I think Ali's gone to like uh pack up some stuff and yeah. Billy arrives and then he's like, Didn't do enough today and Ali's like, Why? Who you got? Because <laughs> <laughs> she's referring to men. Um yes. And then she's like, where's Georgia? And Billy's like, oh, she's still down there. And Ali says, so she doesn't mind when you steal away to come and see me. And Billy's like, I wasn't coming to see you. I'm just coming up here to get my bag. Um, I just came up here to hug my briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was from a couple of episodes ago, wasn't it? Um, and, uh, you know, well done on the win. And Ali's like, yep, winning's a thing. And then Billy suddenly goes, I still get jealous. <laughs> I see you with somebody else. And I get jealous. No shit! That's why I was so... And I was like, God damn it, shut up, Billy! Like, for God's sake! But then Ali joins in by saying, and I was so, because I felt guilty. Do you believe that? I'm being with a guy and I feel like I'm betraying you. Tell me I don't need help. And then Billy goes, yeah, you need help. But what about me? I'm like, what about you, Billy? He says, but what about me? One day what about me? One day you're going to meet somebody. For real. And I'm like, yes! And you're just going to have to fucking deal with it, you fucking knob. I'm like, just like, then you won't be endlessly pining after me anymore. Boo-hoo! It's just like, oh, Billy! And then it's like, they say goodnight and the episode ends. Ugh. But I'm just like, what is the show trying to say here? Why are they trying to like... I don't, I'm you not enjoying this trajectory. No, you, Because oh, it, it's trying to be what like... about me? They're meant to be together. Like, that's what they're trying to say, is that they should be together. Like, they're trying to point them towards each other at all times. She can't be with anyone else because she always feels guilty. He can't handle the fact that she might ever meet with someone else. She can't, he can't handle her having casual sex. Can't handle the idea that she might move on with someone else. But I just, I'm watching this now through today's eyes, being like, why would she ever now, seeing the way he's behaved, consider going back with him? Even if that was an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's it's completely. A, he he's just the worst. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> so yeah, that was the end of the. Uh, so that was the blame game. And you know who I blame? Billy. Yeah. <laughs> All day long. Billy, Billy, Billy. But hurt Billy for sure. Yeah, definitely. Retry. So this episode we had the children of Joshua Lamb uh, versus Transatlantic. Yeah. How does one find? Uh, one finds in favour of the the lambs. They were were they the lambs? Yeah. Yeah. The children of Joshua Lamb. Yeah. So, yeah, I think John's closing is just absolutely right. Like the only way to ensure that a company improves is to make it whoa, like whoa. Uh, yeah. Well economically like you have to make it if you don't do this you will lose money Mm. you like you need to because yeah big businesses won't do it out of the goodness of their heart they just won't they don't spend money on looking out for people's best interests unless they have to basically yeah and you don't get to just sort of shrug and be like oh i don't know how that happened when people have died yeah and like not be held accountable for that. Like it you, doesn't matter if you can't find a specific point of blame or yeah. person or factor. Like no. it still happened. Yeah, it and happened. it was under your watch. Yeah, it was on your plane, yeah. on your watch, you are responsible. So yeah, I think it was totally uh, the right decision was reached. I agree. Yeah. Verdict of the week. <sighs> the jury's back. Who are you picking? <sighs> Well, obviously, I had to find Billy guilty. Oh, I thought you were just going to choose Richard because of the mailbag episode. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. He's, like, but... constantly going to give Richard but... now. No, 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 This goes to Billy, like, yeah. completely. Like, I just think... Uh, I think this is the worst he's been up till now. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I think... It, yeah, he's, like, Billy butter to the bone. Yeah. Like, like a stick of rock. It's just, like, butter. And I just, I find it really, like I say, upsetting that she apologised to him when, because I'm just like, he didn't deserve it, you didn't owe him that, and he's actually come away feeling like he did nothing wrong. Yeah. By feet. It's like, you're allowed to feel jealous, but you need to handle that. Yeah. Not dump a load of shame and anger and, you know all that shit on Ali. Yeah. It's she's not responsible for your feelings. You no. are responsible for yeah. your feelings. So you go handle that like a big boy. Yeah. And you know, leave her be. And I just like this episode should have been the moment not when she apologizes to him no. and gets a better understanding that Oh, I think Billy gets jealous. Like when I go, oh my, wow, revelation! Like this episode should have been the episode where she goes, Billy is not my friend. No, Billy is not my friend. No, he does not want me to move on. No, emotionally from him. Yeah, he 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 admitted to me that his ego is tied up in me pining after him. Yeah. Like, that is not an equal, friendly relationship. No. no. So, I need to disengage completely from this person. Can be civil, can be professional with him, but he is not my friend. Yeah. 
like that should have been the realization not yeah, yeah. oh i guess sometimes he gets jealous when i fuck men with big penises <laughs> it just i just uh he and that's it he doesn't he doesn't want her to be with anyone in any way sexually or emotionally threatening to him. Yeah. Like, that bit at the end where he's like, want me to round up a twin? Like, it's because they're, like, these asexual, but like... they know that she wouldn't, he she, wouldn't be interested in Yeah, sexually. like, oh, I don't mind you dancing with them. And I think, too, you know, and, you know, like, John Cage, I think he's a bit kind of, like, weirded out by it because yeah. he considers John a bit odd. Yeah. But he's not, I don't think he's threatened by it in any way near the same level. Because it's like, oh, but I'm the kind of, I'm the heartthrob. Yeah. Um, He's just a curiosity to Ali for now. Like, that won't last. Yeah. But you can say the same about a big penis, but it's because men put so much stock inside their dicks. I just think, weirdly, he, he just, he has, I think in his head he has this kind of like, totem pole of men yeah and he sits somewhere on top. that totem pole yeah. and if anyone comes near him there yeah he gets extremely threatened yeah but anyone that he considers less manly than him yeah he's like yeah fine you go dance with the weird dance obsessives you know yeah. the twins that make but up dance routines together because she could you know dance with the twin, start an amazing love affair and, like, live happily ever after. And that would be, like, the true threat. Yeah. But I don't... But I think... But his tiny mind can't get his head around that. No, but also I think for him, he doesn't see that as... I I think he'd see that as, oh, but she's downgraded from me, so it's all right. Yeah. If she upgrades, heaven forbid. Yeah. If she, yeah, upgrades to a big penis, like, heaven forbid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's to do with, yeah, his his esteem, his ego. Yes. And And it's like, I'm sorry, but that's not your friend. He's not your friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. get away from him, for yeah. fuck's sake. Be, it's, I just, yeah. I do think this is the worst he's been. He's insufferable. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I wanted to give him, uh, a, I could give Billy a guilty verdict all day. All day, day long. <laughs> but this episode, and I don't want this to come across as me blaming the women around him for the way he is, because it's very much his faults yeah but i wanted to acknowledge in some way how much i am fed up with them coddling him mm. so i've put a guilty verdict on georgia for stay a staying married to billy in the first place because so <laughs> like, your general life choices <laughs> but also the way she's constantly pandering to him and ali does this as well yeah but the moment that annoyed me in this episode was where she ke- she's always asking his permission to yeah. go and do stuff. So yeah. like, oh, um, Billy, we're, uh, we're, Ali's having a girls' night out and we're going to go out. Is that okay? And it's just like, stop asking his permission to yeah. do stuff. Yeah. Tell him you're doing things and then ask if he has any, any uh, if there's any reason why that, that would might be an issue. issue. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you can't, like, 
you shouldn't consider your partner's opinion when you're making plans. No, just but, kind of like, does this clash with anything yeah, else? Do you need but me not, around but it's for like, something but else? But the way she does it, and the way she did it in Cro-Magnon last week, yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go, um, you know... Will you sign my this? permission yeah, slip? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, but all of this helps... Billy feel Billy entitled to feel that, control. And it protects him from the truth that needs to be told to him and nobody's telling like even Ali like I could have equally given this to Ali for apologising because originally I was going to give her like halfway through the episode I was like I'm giving Ali a not guilty for finally fucking standing up to him and not just letting him apologise his way through this yeah. but then at the end she ruined that by <laughs> letting him apologise like, I'm sorry no I'm sorry it was my fault and it's like no Ali it wasn't your fault it was Billy's fault yeah it was all him so I, I feel a bit harsh giving it to Georgia but I feel like somebody's got to Take the hit. Take the hit. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Georgia's, like, spends the most time with him, supposedly, so she needs to just kick him to the curb. <laughs> Give him some consequences already. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was, that was the blame game. The blame game. Yeah, sure. So, um, what did, uh, I mean, are you guys as fed up as Billy as we are? Because I certainly, um... I don't have to hear I've still got another however long Yeah, <laughs> This is the thing. We're halfway through the first season. Like, that is not halfway through the Billy storyline. No, not at all. <laughs> so, I just really am not enjoying the way that these guys are getting pushed together. <sighs> I can see so. what they're trying to do and it's upsetting me. I'm like, no! No! <laughs> Back up! Turn around! Stop it! Abort! Abort! Change the signals on this runaway chain. <laughs> It's not good. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you at any point. So we're on the Twitters, we're on the Instagrams, we're on the Facebook. So we're on Twitter at Bygones Podcast, Instagram at Bygones Pod, and Facebook if you search for Bygones Podcast. And you can also email us at any time at bygonespodcast at gmail.com. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. Those are all the socials. Those are all the socials. And we'd love to talk with you about this episode. So yeah. get on that. And um, uh, also check out our Spotify playlist if you haven't done so already. Yes. All of the songs will be on there as soon as yes. this episode is released. So you'll be able to um, hear what they are. Yes. And sing along. Sing along. Um, but yeah, until next time. Bye, guys.